Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you. We glorify you. We welcome you in this place, O oh God. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place tonight. Move by your spirit as only you can. Do a new thing tonight. Speak to each and every one of us. Give us a fresh word, a word in season. Have your way tonight. God, we just bless you. We thank you. We thank you for all that you're going to do. All that you have done and all that you are yet to do. We thank you for destroying yokes, for removing burdens. For doing something brand new. Lord, give us your word tonight. Speak to us tonight. I pray right now, Father, in Jesus' name, that you'll open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Let us not miss anything that you have to say to us. Let us be wide open that the incorruptible seed of the Word of God may be planted deep on the inside of us. Let it bring forth a harvest, something that we can take with us when we leave this place, something that will never leave us. And Father, we just want to thank you for what you're going to do tonight, for what you're going to say. We worship you in advance. We give you praise, glory, and honor in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on, let's just give Jesus a praise tonight. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give Jesus a praise. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Amen. All right, everybody can have your, your seats. We're going to get right into the word of God. Amen. Not going to be long tonight. I just want to get into a few things, and I'm going to get you out of here in a good time. So come have your seats. We're going to get right down to business. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory. Amen, amen, amen. So, um, turning your Bibles to the cha uh, Psalms, chapter 1, verse 1. You know, I, I preached on this on Sunday. It was one piece that I wanted to add to what I was talking about on Sunday. So, um, want to make sure just to kind of put a seal on this thing, cap it off. Because I believe there was a lot of, of, a lot of meat in what was said on Sunday. And if you had ears to hear, I believe that it, was, it could be something that was life-changing. But um, so um, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we're reading in the Amplified Version. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some things with you, with you from this. 
But again, we went over this. Blessed or fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or the ungodly, following their advice and their example. So again, you know, God begins to speak to us about what we need to do to be blessed. <laughs> you want to be blessed, this is, these are the things that you're going to have to do. Number one, you can't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, you cannot allow the ungodly person to counsel you and you begin to follow their ungodly advice, especially when they're, they begin to talk about underhanded things. You can't begin to flow into that. So he says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners or who begin to walk in their ways. So if you look at this, this is really a progression. It begins with listening to the counsel of the ungodly. Then it, begin, then it, it begins to rub off on you and you begin to walk in their ways. The final stage there is that don't sit in the seat of the scornful or ridiculers or mockers because they're scorn, they'll begin to like scorns people just kind of, you know, they're just very negative. And if you begin to sit down with them, you'll begin to become negative yourself. So again, this is a progress, this is a progression. It begins with walking, then they're standing, next thing you know, they're sitting. <laughs> you know, and it becomes a lifestyle. So he says, we talked about that. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but I just wanted to mention that. This is what I wanted to get to. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law or his precepts or his teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. That's where I want to park at tonight. I just finished the, uh, those verses there, though, and he says, for this person, he will be like a tree firmly planted, fed by the streams of water which yield its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers, comes to maturity. So um, I'm going to pick up here, but I put here, this past Sunday I spent time breaking down this scripture and showing you, you know, how to walk in a whatsoever you do shall prosper anointing. I mentioned that the key was to avoid ungodly influences by not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, not standing in the way or walking in the ways of sinners, and not sitting in the seat of the scorned or becoming like them. The next step is that this scripture mentions that we have to begin to meditate on the word of God, letting the word become our counselor instead of the ungodly, taking on God's ways instead of the ways of the sinner, and by allowing God's word to make us better and not allowing ourselves to become bitter and scorn people. The key here is meditating on the word of God. So I'm going to take a little time to just kind of define what that is. Because I don't want you to believe that all you have to do is just read the word. Because meditation is a lot deeper than just reading. And so I want to kind of get into a little bit of that tonight. But turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 12 through 14. I'm going to show you something really quick, and then we'll dig into this. So um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, it says, Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world. 
That's so key there, you know. We don't have the spirit that belongs to the world, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit who is from God. See, we have to be very careful who we begin to allow to influence us. See, we don't have the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is a spirit that's full of fear, a spirit that's full of doubt, a spirit that's full of unbelief, a spirit that's rioting, you know, a spirit that, you know, has murder on its mind, you know. This, that's the spirit of the world, and we have not received that spirit. And see, if we don't begin to become more spiritually mature, we'll begin to let that spirit that's in the world influence us. And we'll begin to start walking like the world walks. We have to avoid that. So we have not received the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, which is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And it says, and we are setting these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. See, again, see, we are not, we are setting forth these truths in, in words not taught by human wisdom. See, the world has its own wisdom, its own knowledge base, its own system of doing things. And again, we can let that begin to influence us, but we need to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Not, not, not by worldly wisdom, but by the Holy Spirit. And it says, but the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. For they are folly or they are foolishness to him. See, so you wonder why you begin to talk to people and they, they think that you're brainwashed and they think that you're foolish, you know? Because they can't, the people in the world, they can't receive it. They, they can't receive it. They, they're full of, you know, it's, it's, it blows my mind, you know, how, you know, awoke people think they are. <laughs> and they're really sleeping. <laughs> they're walking in darkness and they think they're in the light. They think that they have revelation, they think they know what's going on. But they're really in darkness and they have no clue. And then when we begin to talk to them about the things of God, they think we're foolish. They think that we're, we're crazy and that we're, you know, serving a white man's religion and all this other crap, you know. So we have to be very, we have to be conscious of the fact that that's out there. And they're, they're saying stuff like that because they're, they're walking in darkness and they have no clue that they're even doing it. And it says, and he is incapable of knowing them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. See, they're, they're, even, they're just incapable until light comes, until revelation comes, until their eyes are really opened by God. They can't, they can't receive it. <laughs> they, I don't care how much you preach to them or how much you try to give them a good argument you know, regarding the things of God. They just can't receive it. They're walking in spiritual darkness. And you can see it. I mean, you start looking at stuff that's on, you know, these Facebook and stuff like that. And people are walking in real darkness. And they think they're enlightened. They really believe it. They really believe that they got, they got a hold of something. And that we're crazy. So I'm going to keep on. I'm just going to, because I want to stick to something. 
But this is very important for you to realize. The, the word of God is not just some book that you read. You know, it's, um, <laughs> you can't understand it with the wisdom of this world. And see, the issue is people try to understand the word of God with the wisdom of this world. And there's no way you can, you can understand the because it's a spiritual book. The word of God is not a natural book that you can just read and start dissecting yourself and trying to figure things out. You can't, you can't do that with your natural mind. Your mind is not sophisticated enough to comprehend it. If you don't get revelation from the spirit, you're not going to understand what you're reading. And that's what a lot of people are walking in. And I put here, you know, it goes deeper than anything that you've ever learned in school. And um, you must get into the spirit if you're going to actually receive real revelation from it. You must pray before you open it. You got to ask God for understanding. You got to ask him for clarity, revelation. You'll only understand if the Holy Spirit begins to open your mind to understanding what you're reading. Otherwise, you're just reading a book and you're trying to figure out what's going on. But if you're, if you're walking in worldly wisdom and you're trying to read the word of God, you're, you're just gonna, it's just going to bounce off of you. And you're not going to be able to dig into it and find out what God is really trying to say. So I said all that to say this. There are three levels to our consumption of the word of God. Three primary levels, which is it begins with reading the word of God on a regular basis, then it goes to studying, and then to meditating. So I wanted to break this down because, you know, the scripture says that the person that is meditating on the word of God day and night, not, not reading the word of God, or not just merely studying it, but meditating on the word of God. See, that, people, that person begins to walk in this success that the Bible talks of where they begin to, whatever they do, and whatever they put their hands to, it begins to prosper. When they begin to go a, a, the step further, not just reading it, not just studying it, but beginning to meditate. So I want to define the three so that everybody understands what it is and we can begin to go to that third level of meditation so we can start receiving real revelation from God. All right? Um, so I don't want to go off. I want to stay really focused. So it begins with reading the word of God. You got to start. If you don't start reading it, you never, you never make it to meditation. <laughs> so you got to read the word of God. And I don't mean like when you feel like it. And I don't mean when it hits you one day. Hey, I ain't read the word of God. You know, I mean, you know, you have to start, you have to be very disciplined in reading the word of God on a daily basis. You got to read it regularly. If you don't believe, if you don't start to regularly consume the word of God, you'll never make it all the way to meditation. You have to feed on the word of God on a constant basis. So I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. In Ezekiel 3, 1 through 4, God says to Ezekiel, he said, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find in this book. Eat this scroll. Then go and speak to the house of Israel. He says, so I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. And he said to me, son of man, go get you to the house of Israel and speak to them with my words. So 
This is just symbolic of the fact that we have to feed on the word of God. The word of God is food for us, for the spirit. You have to feed on the word of God. That's why he said, eat this, eat this scroll and then begin to speak to my people. See, you have to feed on the word of God on a constant basis. And I'm just going to give you a bunch of scriptures. But Matthew 6, 11, Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. See, daily bread. Not, not, not every once in a while bread. Daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us a fresh word on a daily basis. We need to live by the word every day. We need a new word every day. And Matthew 4, 4, it says, but he answered and said, it is written, talking to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we live not just by bread. We don't just eat bread so that we can live. That's in the natural. But in the spirit, we live by the word that comes out of the mouth of God. You live by it. So if you're not, if you're not eating it, you're dying, spiritually speaking. You're not eating. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And in 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that they may grow thereby. See, word of God, the word of God is progressive. When you're, when you're you know, like Toya's about to have a baby, right? Next week. <laughs> So she's going to be giving that baby milk. And that baby's going to have to be consuming milk for a period of time. And then that, then it's going to, it's going to, that milk is not going to be enough after a while. And I'm going to have to start giving her chicken. <laughs> so she's going to start eating some solid food. You know what I'm saying? But that's how... It happens for us in Christianity. When we're re in the beginning, you have to consume the word of God like crazy because of the fact that it's just milk. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you, if you just feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word. And it's just milk to the newborn experience, the newborn Christian. And if you're not doing that, then you're not, you're not, you're not growing, spiritually speaking. And then after a while, that word that is milk starts becoming meat. And it becomes something more tangible to you. So I'll put here, you know, the word of God, it gives us or provides uh, nutrients that is necessary for the spiritual growth of Christians. Reading the word of God is food for your spirit, man. You and I need the word of God to grow and to come to a place of maturity. And I put here, and this is very true, but the reason why there are so many babes in Christ, you know, malnutrition is because they don't take the time to read the word of God and begin to come to that place of maturity. Because of this reason, we have people that's been saved 20 years, but they're still babes in Christ because they have not fed on it, fed on the scriptures. They still trip over the same sins because they've not matured to the point that they can discern the difference between doing what's right and wrong. See, that word of seed is very important to begin to feed on a regular basis on the word of God so you can begin to come to this place of maturity in God. And I put it, what's important for you to realize is that newborn, the newborn, the born-again spirit and your flesh, they are at war 
against one another. And whoever you feed the most will win. If you feed your flesh more, then your flesh will win. But if you feed your spirit with the word of God, your spirit man will begin to win. And I put here, most of us gorge our flesh and starve our spirit. (laughs) Eat like crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, consume all of this worldly stuff. You know, but then when it comes to spiritual things, well, I don't want to pray. I don't feel like reading. I don't want to go to church. So you're not doing anything spiritual, but then you think you're going to be walking in, in, in the things of God. There's no way. All you're feeding on is things of the world, but you're not giving no, any constant uh, time to growing your, your, your born-again spirit, man. And I put here, you know, they do this and then they wonder why they can't say no to their flesh and their sinful desires. The reason is because your spirit man is not strong enough to put the flesh under control. We have to get our spirit man to the place where it can tell the flesh, no, you're not doing that. You want to do that because the flesh is going to want to do everything that's sinful. That, that flesh on you is, is, you know, I was reading something um, today. And um, God said that, he says, I want, he says, the, the fat belongs to me. You burn it on the fire the fat. And um, he says that you're not going to eat any fat or any blood, right? But the fat belongs to me. Now, the fat is defined as excess flesh. And he says that flesh, that excess flesh, that belongs to me. I want you to burn it on the altar. And see, when we begin to consume so much of the world we have fat in the spirit we have excess flesh and God wants that thing burned up that's why he says he wants you know I I present my body a living sacrifice right holy and acceptable unto God which is my reasonable service right we put our our body our flesh on that altar and burn up that flesh he wants the fat and I put here, see, that's why you must feed on the word of God and spiritual things on a daily basis. But reading the word of God just begins the process. You got to go deeper if you're going to get to this whatsoever you do shall prosper anointing. So it begins with the consumption of the word of God on a daily basis, reading the word of God. Then it, it moves to studying the word. So in 2 Timothy 2.15 It says there, this is in the King James, it says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And on the Amplified, it says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. So you have to begin to move from just reading the word of God to begin to doing an analytical study on the word of God. 
And I put here, see, when it comes to the word of God, again, we must go deeper than just reading the word of God. We must begin to study it. Now, people read the Bible, and I think that's good. But when you read the word of God, what happens is you begin to come up with questions, right? Questions that require answers. And I put here, if you're going to receive these answers, you got to go deeper than just reading the word. You have to begin to study the scriptures. And I put here, study is defined as research or a detailed examination and analysis of a subject. That's what study is. When you study something, you look at every detail. You look at it from every angle. You look deep into every word. You look for other scriptures that begin to confirm the scripture that you're reading. Because spiritual truth is revealed in the light of other scripture. You look beyond the surface of it, of what's just being said, and you're looking for the, the deeper meaning. See, that's how you begin to, you got to begin to put together scriptures with other scriptures and build a case. That's really how I begin to put together messages. I read one scripture, and it sticks out to me, and then I begin to do a search, and I begin to look for other scriptures that line up with that. And then ultimately, I begin to build an actual message on it. But you have to begin to, you know, study the word of God so you can get the deeper meaning. And so I'm just going to kind of give you my process for how I begin to study the scriptures. So first, of course, like I said, I begin to read the word of God on a daily basis. Every year, my goal is to read the entire Bible all the way through, not to be spiritual, you know. Not to flex my muscles, you know, that I read the word, I read the Bible all the way through. Not because of that, you know, because I want to put myself on a, I want to be disciplined to read the word of God on a daily basis. So I, I, I put myself on a schedule to read certain scriptures so that by the end of the year, I've read the whole Bible. And this is how I do my daily intake of the scriptures. It's how I feed my spirit on a daily basis. And I use apps on my, you know, on my iPad in order to go through the Bible all year. But that's how I begin to read every day. While I'm doing that, I begin to look for scriptures that begin to stick out to me. And as I'm looking for those scriptures, I'm listening to what God is trying to say to me out of those scriptures for the day. And then I begin to take that and I put them in, you know, my notes. And I begin to do a further analysis on it, a further study. And I put it, then I began to study that scripture. I began to look at the true meaning of the scripture. I began to look up the words in the Greek and the Hebrew. I used the Strong's on my Bible. That's how I began to do word searches. You know, for example, I look up the word study in the Greek, and I found that it is the Greek word spadazo, which means to make effort, <laughs> to be prompt or earnest. It means to be diligent. It means to labor and study. That's, that's what the Greek word for study means. And then um, for further clarification, sometimes I look it up in a regular dictionary. And when I did that, it says that it's, it's to do research or a detailed examination and analysis of a subject. That's in the, in the dictionary. But I do this for every word that sticks out to me so I can get a full meaning of what God is trying to say to me through that scripture. And I put here, you see, when the Bible was translated from the Greek and Hebrew languages, they found the closest English word to make the translation. 
So what happens is you always lose a little bit of something in that translation. That's why you got to go a little deeper. Therefore, if you want a complete and full meaning of those words, you have to dig a little further and dig a little deeper. After that, I begin to look at different translations of the same scripture. I look in the Amplified Version, the Living Bible, the Message Bible, etc. I use the Holy Bible, you know, to look at up all of the information because you can look at different uh, versions of the same uh, scripture. And this is very important. But the Word of God, see, it's like a it's like a diamond. And diamonds have many facets. When you turn turn it, you see different angles and different lights and that's how the word of God is so you got to look at it from all different angles and so um, I put here I look at the scripture and then I look for other scriptures that agree with that scripture and again I mentioned that spiritual truth is really revealed in the light of other scripture Uh, the principle is in the mouth of two to three witnesses that every word be established that's, that's the principle. So when you begin to read the word of God, if you're reading it correctly, then you should find other scriptures that agree with that scripture. Otherwise, you may have misinterpreted what you're trying to read. That's what people do, and they take one scripture, and they try to make a doctrine out of it. They just take one scripture, and then take it out of context, and then try to make a, you know, a case. They try to build a case on it. But you should be able to find other scriptures that line up with that if it's really real spiritual truth. So that's how I begin to kind of do my analysis and break things down so I can find out, you know, what is God really trying to say here? You know, then once you do that, then you move from study to then meditation. And then I'm going to. See, I'm going to go, see, I'm moving real fast here. But that's what I wanted to get to is meditation. So you read the word of God. Then you begin to study it, break it down as, down as far as you can so you can get clear understanding. Then you move to meditation. So in James 1 through 1, 5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, And that word wisdom there is the Greek word Sophia, which means insight into the true nature of things. If you lack wisdom or if you lack insight into the true nature of things, let them ask of God. That gives to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it says, and it shall be given to him. So finally, I begin to meditate on the scripture. Now, this is where he he said, he said, you got to meditate day and night. Not read it day and night. Not study it day and night, although you should. And you can't meditate, though, day and night. I start by asking God to give me revelation and clarity. Sometimes I just read the word of God. I'm looking at I'm like, what are, you really, what are you really trying to say here, God? And I begin, Holy Spirit, give me revelation on this. Let me help me understand what you're, you're trying to say here. So I ask him for clarity about the scriptures. Remember, this is a spiritual book. You, you, you do your part by reading and studying, but then only, only the Holy Spirit can give you revelation. You're not, you're not reading a novel. You know, you're reading a holy book, and only the Holy Spirit can begin to really give you insight. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something with you in a minute, so you got to 
listen with both ears. But I put here, see, I'm asking him for deeper insight into the scriptures, insight that goes beyond reading and studying. Because when you read the word of God, again, you come up with questions. When you study the word of God, you, become up, you come up with answers to those questions. But when you begin to meditate on the word, you're going to get revelation. And you get ammunition against the enemy. So as I'm meditating or thinking about the word, turning it over in my mind, God will begin to quicken things to my mind. He gives me thoughts about what I'm studying. And he begins to clarify the scriptures for me as I'm, as I'm turning it over in my mind. See, that's why meditation is so important. Because as you begin to turn those scriptures over in your mind, and as you begin to, to pray, God will begin to speak to you. See? This is the difference between the word of God just becoming, just being milk to you and when it becomes meat. Because when it's meat, when you, when you eat something that's meaty, it can stick with you all, it can stick with you for a long time. It don't, milk just goes right out of you. But meat sticks to your ribs. And when you begin to meditate on something, that is that word sticking to your ribs. And God is really trying to speak to you. Now, I want to show you something here. Now, in Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, right? He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. We talked about this, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may observe to do everything in accordance to all that is written in it. For when you do that, you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, let me read this to you. So again, meditation is more than just reading and studying. To meditate means to focus your mind for a period of time on something. That's what meditation means. This is what leads to divine revelation, and revelation leads to success and prosperity. You gotta get revelation, that's the key. That's when God begins to speak to you through the word. Now, this is the difference between the Logos and the Rhema. See, like I mentioned before, the Logos word of God is the general written word of God. So when you begin to read the word of God, you're reading the Logos. That is what God has said. Right? That's what the Logos is. When you read the Bible, you're reading what God has said. But in order to get to Rhema, which is God divinely inspiring and speaking to you, you need to know what God is saying. Does that make sense? You got to go further than what he said. That's why reading and meditating, reading and studying is not enough because you're doing an analysis on what God has said. But now you need to know what he is saying to you right now through these particular scriptures. God wants to speak to you. And I put here, that's when the logos or the written word of God becomes rhema. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. Faith don't come by the logos. Faith comes by the rhema. Faith comes by when God quickens something to you. See, there's things where you read the word of God and you just read it and just keep going. But then there are certain things that God is trying to say to you, and that's why they'll stick out to you. Because God is then trying to say that to you right now. 
And as I'm ministering, something may stick out to you. See, God is trying to say something to you now. So if you're just reading the word of God and you just, you know, you just keep on going and you're just kind of reading, 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 and there's nothing, then you're just reading logos. Now, when you, something jumps out at you, then that's, God. that's the one, that's the thing you need to start meditating on. And it may just be one verse. It may just be one word, one, one word. But that's what you need to begin to meditate on, on a constant basis, because God is trying to speak to you through that particular word or verse or whatever. And what's very important for you to realize is, see, God don't have to say much. He don't have to say much. It's just sometimes one little thing, and that one little thing is all you need to get over the next hump in your life. But that's why, but that's why he says, see, meditate day and night. You're meditating because you're, you're, you're listening for God speaking to you. Not reading, not studying, meditating day and night. God, what are you trying to say to me through this? All right, I'm looking for wisdom. Give me wisdom on this. Help me to understand what you're trying to say. You know, and you turn that thing over in your mind, and then he'll begin to quicken you. And that's how you begin to have these conversations with God and how God begins to speak to you through his word. So I put here, see, as Jesus mentioned, see, man does not live by bread alone. But, but by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Not logos. We don't live by bread alone, but by every rhema. Every word that God speaks to us, that's what we begin to live by. And we have to learn how to live by rhema. See, we have, if we want to walk in success, God has to be, you have to be able to hear God speaking to you. That's how you're going to walk in this prosperity. That's, that, how do you think you're going to, everything you do is going to prosper. Because God is speaking to you. And when God tells you to do something and you do it, it's going to succeed. See, you can't just do your own thing. You know, you just can't, yeah, God, you know, I'm ready to do this right here. Bless it. It don't work that way. It come, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't have faith if you don't have a word of God from God. If God has not spoken to you, you don't have faith. You have a hope or a wish, but it's not faith. And the only way to walk in this level of revelation is by meditation. And I'm not talking about going home. I'm not talking about that kind of meditation. I'm talking about <laughs> listening for God speaking to you through those scriptures. And I mean, and it's, it's so amazing, man, because I get up and I be, you know, I, I read the word of God, man. I start studying those scriptures. That's the first thing I do in the morning. I start studying the scriptures. And then when I'm done, I begin to, I begin to pray and things be, some things just really stick out to me. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like, that's it, you know. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm meditating, and I'm, I'm praying, and I'm trying to get, di- and then God will begin to speak to me. And, and I'll begin to get real clarity about certain things. And then I'll get direction. 
And then when you begin to apply that, then yes, whatever you do, it's going to prosper. Because you're hearing from God. If God is speaking to you and he's telling you to do certain things, when you do it, it's going to work. So you're no longer rolling the dice without life, trying to figure out what you're going to do next. If you can begin to get clarity from God as he's speaking to you, everything you do will prosper. That's why I say no doubt, you know, when we were studying the life of Joseph, no doubt. I mean, God was, he was, his ear was, his ear was to God because he didn't, he never, he never did any of this stuff. He never worked like this. He never, you know, so how, how is he making everything to prosper in Pharaoh, in, uh, in uh, Potiphar's house? He don't know about none of this stuff. Obviously, he's listening real clear, and God is speaking to him. Do this. Okay. Start doing that. Prosperous. And that's where we need to get to, where we start getting to the level where we're like, okay, I have a problem. If I got an issue going on, I'm like, all right, I, gotta, I don't know what to do with this thing. I got a real I got a real issue. What am I, what, what should I do? And I'm praying, I'm turning this thing over. I'm trying to get clarity. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. And I mean, I'm telling you, God will begin to speak to me certain things. I'll be like, whoa. And I start putting those things in motion and that stuff start working. See, now if you just go out there and you just try to just do something, then you, you run a, a 50-50 chance. But if you really get clarity from God as he begins to speak to you, see, that's why we need to take time to not just ask God for an answer, but wait for it. We get so anxious, we just want to do something. You know, we just, I got to do something. But if we would just begin to wait on God, Because God is always kind of setting things up. He's always kind of putting things in motion. And if you begin to flow with them and not be anxious. The other day I was saying to myself, I said, I just feel, I said, okay, I feel so rushed. I said, I feel rushed, man. I said, I gotta, I gotta calm myself down and stop being so, stop being so rushed. I just gotta calm myself down and just kind of just. I just, I just need to listen to what God is trying to say to me right now so I can get focused, man. I just got to, I feel so rushed right now. And if we take that time to just kind of, you know, meditate, you know, turn things over, ask God questions, God will begin to get over information to us. I was working on this, um, on this thing. It's funny, you know, this report thing. And um, I said, you know, I was given the uh, task, you know, like, and I said, okay, I said, I have it done by Wednesday. And it was, at the time, it was, I think it was Friday, something like that. So I began to pray, you know, like, okay. And it started off with a list. I just put together a list of stuff that I wanted to talk about in the report. Just headers, that's all. And I had about five headers. And as I'm praying, I'm really spending time with God and I hear, you need to talk about this. I put down a header. I have my my phone with me. And as I was hearing stuff, I just put down the header. So when I got to work, I began to just write on each one of those headers. 
just a little bit of information. And, and as I was, you know, I was just putting the information down. By the time all that stuff was done, I, ha I had the whole report done. But that's how God will, see, we think that God is not interested in stuff like that. But see, anything that, that concerns us, it concerns him. And if we, again, if we begin to take the time to get clarity on something, and we begin to pray, God will begin to, he'll begin to add this um, something, man. I had this, uh, I have a presentation that I have to do this Saturday. And it was like a, this vision board thing, right? I never did no vision board thing before. <laughs> I have my goals and stuff like that. I do my thing like that. But I never did no vision board thing, right? So I'm like, all right, how am I, you know, how am I going to kind of communicate this, you know? So I'm in prayer, you know, thinking I'm in prayer. I'll tell you what happened. God speaks to me, says, I want you to put something together where you can, it's like a flyer, where you can just put points on it so people can put it before them <laughs> about finances, seven things that they need to do. So then, you know, I was going to, I said, okay, now, even as the person to make flyers for me, right? So I'm like, she busy like crazy, man. <laughs> like, I can't ask her to make no flyer for me right now. She's doing taxes, man. I said, she, I said, man, you know, I said, I got to get this thing done, though, you know. I'm at work, and one of our interns comes into my office. Now, I'm on the phone with, with Rev when she comes in, right? She knocks on my door. And uh, she's like, you busy? I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone, you know. So she, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I mean, you don't see me on the phone? But <laughs> so, <laughs> so she, she walks back out of my office, right? So I finish talking to Rev. I get off the phone. I said, let me see what she wants, you know. So I go over to talk to her. So uh, I said, do you need me for something? She's like, yeah, you know, um, so-and-so is not here. And she was like, you know, I was wondering if you had a project for me to do. <laughs> she never asked me to do a project before from ever. I said, so I'm thinking, I'm like, no, I got no problem. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, how are you with uh, flyers? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm good. You know, let me show you what I did. So she showed me all of these flyers she did. I was like, my God, man. I was like, yeah, I said, come with me, you know. So I gave her the information. And here she put together these flyers for me. And um, so God said to me, put it in a frame. Frame it. So that when you bring it to this vision thing, you can show them it framed. Now, I'm not framing it for them, <laughs> but I'm going to give them to them, and I'm going to show them you, you need to frame this. Put it up on your wall so you can put it before you, and you can learn from it. But it's seven keys to wealth accumulation. That's what I put together, seven keys, so that you can put them before you, and you can kind of make sure that you're on track. Put it together. And then he says to me, do, he said, uh, do a workbook to do with your book, like as an as a addendum to your book, do a workbook. And the workbook has all of these forms in it, budget forms, letters to write to credit agencies and stuff like that, all of this stuff, you know. 
He said, do a, do a, a workbook. So I said, okay, you know, so I start working on this workbook. I got, I have all of these sheets that I got, like, I've been accumulating this stuff for a long time because I've been doing this for a long time. So I got all of this stuff, goals, worksheets, all kinds of sheets, you know. So I put them all together and I did it in this notebook, you know. So then I'm like, man, you know, I got these letters. And I'm like, I got all of these letters, but, you know, if I put them in a notebook and give them to people, then they're going to have to type all of these letters over again. I'm like, that's not going to be good, man. So I said, well, what can I do, you know? Then God spoke to me and says, you know, get flash drives. <laughs> and download everything on flash drives. He said, but when you go there, you have a workbook. And I can show people the workbook and what's in it. And then this is the flash drive. There's everything that's in this workbook is on this flash drive. And he says, you can sell it as an addendum to your book. So anyway, I'm talking about, you know, I mean, just I'm, this, I'm, this is what I'm getting while I'm asking God, what do you want me to do with this, this thing? I've never did this before, so I don't know what to do. So he begins this, all of this stuff, he starts giving it to me. But if you begin to spend time with God and ask him about, okay, what I need to do, he's going to begin to make it clear to you. Now, that takes time. You know what I'm saying? You got to be listening. But he'll begin to speak to you about your job, you know, school, whatever. He'll begin, if you really spend time, you know, asking him about what you need to do, he'll begin to give you clarity about what you need to do going forward. He'll give you steps, you know, little by little. I mean, like, this was like one step at a time. Because you're thinking about this, like, he says, all right, do a flyer. I'm like, great idea. But who's going to do it for me? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I can pull even off taxes so I can get her to do my flyer for me. And I'm feeling, man, that's just so selfish, man, because it's like my personal business. I'm like, I can't do that, man. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do it. And then this girl walks into my office. I mean, but see, that's proof that God was speaking to me. Because I didn't ask her to do it. She just, you know, knocked on my door. And I was irritated at, because I'm on the phone with my wife. You know, but, but she was so nice, you know. She was so nice about so, And she worked this. And I made her do this thing over and over and over again. Because, you know, I'm very particular. So I'm looking. I'm like, this is really nice, but I don't like the color. You know, can you change this color? You know, so she, I mean, she worked on this thing, man. She did it over again at least, at least like almost 10 times she did this thing over for me. But when I saw it, I was like, that's, that's it. That's it. And she did three of them for me. But see, but this is what God showed me. He says, I'm preparing you. See, because remember I told you guys before, it's not for where you are. It's for where you're going. So I'm doing it for this vision thing. Now I'm, only, I'm not even going to be up there that long. <laughs> but I put together all of this information. But it's not for that one thing. Is to build my portfolio of stuff for later. Now I got this thing forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you get certain information, you accumulate certain things, and now you have it. And then it's like whenever you do something else that calls for it, you, you don't need to do it again. You got it. So I had to do three different things. I'm only going to use two. And then the workbook. I was like, what can I do to give value to, you know, people other than just my book? What can I give 
do the workbook. I mean, I got at least, at least 30 or so different forms in there, all kinds of different stuff. But anyway, I'm gonna close. But I wanted to just kind of, see, I didn't want you to say, you know, because when I say meditate on the word day, day and night, people start thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna read the word of God. I'm gonna read the word of God day and night. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it whatsoever I do shall prosper. No, well, you know, if you, all you're doing is reading, all you're doing, which is good, because we need to read the word of God on a, on a regular basis. But if that's all you're doing, and you're not studying, and you're not beginning to meditate on the word of God, you're never going to get revelation. You're never going to have God speak to you clearly so that you can begin to apply it to your life, because that's where the whatsoever you do shall prosper anointing comes from, from hearing from God speaking to you about a particular situation and then applying it. That's where it comes from. Not just reading, not just studying, but having God speak to you, giving you direction. And as you begin to follow that direction, then that's how you begin to, to walk in that type of an anointing. So we're just going to get, we're going to close right here. Not too bad. It's not even 9 o'clock yet. Lift your hands to Jesus. We're going to close. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, God, we just, we just thank you. We worship you, God. We bless you, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we desperately want to begin to walk. In this anointing where whatever we do, whatever we put our hands to, it will begin to prosper. It will begin to flourish. It will begin to grow and be successful. So, Lord, we're going to follow your word. Not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Not going to stand in the way of sinners. Nor sit in a seat of the scornful. But we're going to make our delight the word of God. And we're going to begin to meditate on it day and night. So we can get fresh revelation from you. So that we can then be like trees that are planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaf does not wither. That bears fruit in its season. And whatever we do. Whatever we put our hands to. We're listening to you. and Following your, your word and following your direction. Whatever we do. Whatever we put our hands to. We know it's going to prosper, flourish, grow. And be successful. And Father, we just want to thank you in advance for opening up our ears. For you said in your word that we have to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Open up our ears that we may hear clearly what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We're looking for revelation. We're looking for direction. We're looking for you to speak to us very clearly so we can apply it to our lives and walk in the success that you told Joshua that he could walk in. And Father Ford, we just want to thank you. We bless you. God, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus a praise. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Father.